With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm in this world and they made me a monster. And if you want to feature on your record, it'll Welcome back to 32 Fans. I'm Alex Chester. With me as always, Wheels Wienerker. Wheels, how's it rolling? It's rolling well. I'm very excited to be here today. We've been working really hard on the uh, League of Leagues, which is the like big brother to the Pool of Pools, or the little brother, who remains to be seen, which is a football, baseball, and basketball fantasy league all in one with one mega draft, where like the first three picks could be Mike Trout, Russell Westbrook, and uh, I guess Le'Veon Bell. Is he the number one NFL guy going into this coming year? Um, we've been working on this hard, making the rules all day. If you're listening to this, it's probably cl- closed out, but you slip me a hundred, I'll probably, I could kick Chester out and put you in the league. <laughs> yeah, you know, this podcast does a big, uh, mostly you actually, is pretty consistent in talking a big game and not following through. I feel like we're always proposing things we're going to do on the podcast that we don't end up doing. A couple months ago, we had, we were going to do... The trivia contest? The trivia contest, well, for Well, no, we were yeah. serious about that. I just think there wasn't a lot of interest in people who thought they could be well, us. Well, you yeah, you scared off the listeners because people said they were okay. interested, and you're like, uh, if you can't name the starting five of every team in the D League, don't apply. Right. What did we promise besides that, which we intended to do, and nobody was interested? That wasn't like we forgot. Yeah. Well, so the point is, we are following through on one of the things we promised, which is today we're starting our next project, which is to determine the greatest American athlete of all time, living or dead. Yes, I'm very excited about this. I feel like I, we put in a bunch of work. We have, you know, some some real like solid opinions. I'm sure we'll forget like one or two really important people, but I think that this is like much like Greatest Living American was definitive and actually decided who the Greatest Living American was. I think it was Bill Gates. Yep. The Greatest American Athlete of All Time will actually be final and will determine. ESPN did this, but one that was like pre, you know, I think Jordan was still playing. Yeah, uh, and they two, did they had a lot of dumb choices. Yeah. And and also their their criteria were very different. Like we were very specific in our criteria. We don't know enough. You know, like I'll give you an example. The biggest sport in India is, which is a country of a billion people, is cricket. Hmm. We have no idea who the greatest cricketers are. Yeah. And so you can't say that you're making a global list. Um, as you said, ESPN in their Sports Century, they said they were making a North American list, but they literally had zero people from Mexico right. or Central America sure. or the Caribbean. Right. Like it I was, said to you, uh, yeah. Usain Bolt would be top five easily, 
um, on on their definition of the list, but you know, yeah. not that he was so, he was like four years so, old. So so we said, well, we're only going to do American, and then but then what do you like? Do you include Roger Federer and things like that? So we said, you know what, we're just going to say you have to be an American citizen, basically, and that also basically. means that a lot of hockey guys, you know, Wayne Gretzky, etc., uh, did not make the cut. But uh, look, this is Trump's America. We're putting up walls around our greatest athletes list. So American or GTFO. Yeah, I, ju- I just think, uh, you know, it definitely hurts hockey by far the most, and you know, other than like cricket and team handball and stuff. But I, I just I just think that there's no way to like for us to start comparing, you know, like, yeah, uh, you know, 1940 soccer players to these guys. Yeah. OK. Before we get into that, can we just discuss? I, I think by the time this podcast comes up, it'll be a couple days old. But we got to talk about the boogie trade and some of the shenanigans happening in the NBA. I mean, he right might be now. on a third team by <laughs> by now. Look, this is really old news. So, so we've the been latest recording news, like pretty far in advance these last. Yeah. Couple. So the latest news, as we're recording this, is the Lakers have just given Magic Johnson control of their entire front office. Which, if not for the fact that we currently live in a world where Donald Trump is the president of the United States of America, would be the most laughably like like unqualified candidate for a job. I mean, Magic <laughs> Magic Johnson. By, by the way, worked. Magic already comes in ahead of Vladi, who doesn't know what he's doing. Let's be fair. <laughs> well. <laughs> Vladdy's very, very bad. But, like, we didn't have evidence that Vladdy was bad. We had no idea if he was bad or good. We've seen Magic. First of all, we've been seeing his tweets for the last few years. We well saw him when he was on the ESPN countdown for Magic, five years. If Magic is scouting and making all the decisions, it's probably not a great decision. Magic is, like, one of the best businessmen in the country. He's going to find a couple really smart people, and he's just going to be, you know, ultimately the guy who makes the decision and makes the Lakers great again. Like he's but not. He doesn't make it. He's a figurehead on the Dodgers, for example. When the Guggenheims bought the Dodgers, Magic yeah. Johnson has no involvement there whatsoever. Except yeah, is to he show a figurehead in Magic Johnson theaters? I don't think so. Uh, I'm pretty <laughs> sure he is. <laughs> Listen, Matt, everything he touches turns to gold. I'm 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 not denying the fact that he has many skills and talents, but being a, you know, in charge of basketball operations for an NBA team. You can see, you you can see how he analyzes basketball for what he did when he has ESPN for five years. You know, it's uh, look as somebody who hates the Lakers, it's great news. I'll leave it at that. Uh, yeah, but Vlade, to talk about that boogie trade, it's a, well, I mean, I really look at it as the Omri Caspi trade. Obviously, it's yeah, Omri Caspi with boogie thrown in. I mean, Omri really threw away like this could have been the best year of his career. They lost Rudy Gay. He would have been the starting small forward every day, and he got hurt. Oh yeah, uh, now yeah, now you want to be on that team if you want to put up garbage stats. Cause, at, um, oh yeah, and if he stayed, he would have played you know a lot more as like a stretch four. Um, but also, people were laughing because he's like clearly a rotation NBA player, uh, and they just threw him in like for for salary reasons when he's in. Well, apparently, apparently, based on all the reporting I've seen, Vivek is just has convinced himself that Buddy Hield is the next Steph Curry. Because they were offered much better deals. By the way, did you see that interview yesterday where Vladi openly said, "Oh, I had, had a, better a better deal, deal two, two days, days ago." ago. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, the incompetence. You know, as a Timberwolves fan, I, I reached sort of a nadir when they traded KG, and obviously they haven't made the playoffs since then. And as a Twins fan, it was you know when they wanted to contract the team and close them out of business. If you're a Kings fan, you just give up now. Like you're done for at least a decade minimum, right? And the problem is, you live in Sacramento, you got nothing else going for you. I, I have an uncle and some cousins in Sacramento. I feel bad for them if, if they're. How often do you go visit them? I've been there once. Okay. And I'm not going back anytime soon because there's no, you know, quality basketball to watch. Well, you're not a Buddy Heald guy? So, <laughs> not like Vivicus. So the thing I was wondering is, the, the the weird part, obviously it's a terrible trade, but is it even a good trade for New Orleans? Like, Yeah. Oh, nothing for DeMarcus Cousins? Yes, that's a good trade for New Orleans. They could trade him right now, today. Yes, from the per- from the perspective of getting an asset, it's a good thing. But like, what, does it make sense on the court? Like the way the NBA is going, and now they're putting two big guys together. Like it's sort of the opposite direction of the way the league is going. 
Right, but nobody can defend them because nobody else has two big guys on the court even, let alone two unstoppable big guys. So so Jared Jerome, one of our listeners, he emailed me and he sort of spurred me to sort of update my my NBA power rankings list of best players on the planet. And I've discovered, not discovered, but uh, but right now, before the trade and still after the trade, obviously, the best two big men in the game right now, with apologies to Cat, are these two, are Anthony Davis and DeMarcus Cousins. So I was trying to figure out when is the last time or has there ever been a time in, in league history when the two best big guys were on the same team at the same time? I mean, this is not being so fair to Carl Anthony Towns, though, right? Well, okay, fine. They're two of the be- at worst, they're two of the best four. No, I'd I mean, say. you could make but- a case that in there right now, Towns is third. Yeah. Anyways, I'm saying so, uh, so. I'm saying right now they're one and two. So 1998, obviously, Duncan and Robinson were very close, but they were probably third and fourth after after Shaq and Malone that year. I mean, Malone was still the MVP. Obviously, th- I'm talking about Duncan's rookie year when Robinson was still an elite player. That's is pretty close. The only example I could actually find is the Kentucky Colonels in the ABA, and obviously the ABA was only you know an eight-team league or a ten-team league, and Kareem was the best big man in the game, but he was in the NBA at the time. The Kentucky Colonels in 72, 73, 74, they had Artis Gilmer and Dan Issel, who were like the two best the two best players in the league other than Dr. J, and were you know both centers. That's the only example ever really, and that was a team who obviously dominated the ABA except for the playoffs when they'd always lose. It's we've never had this before. Where you have the two biggest, you know, the two best big guys in the game on the same team. Like people are talking about Akeem and, Ra- and, and Ralph Sampson in Houston, but Sampson was had potential, but he was never actually that great in the NBA, partly because he was always injured. This is just a, like it's what New Orleans is doing is actually really interesting to watch, just because it's so unprecedented. Yeah, I just, I like how like this podcast was going to be timeless, and now you've tied it down and aged it with this like you know trade between two non-playoff teams. <laughs> well, I'm talking about the 1972 Kentucky Colonels. That's a oh, timeless yeah, conversation. Oh, yeah, really, that, that brings in the ratings. That's true. Yeah. Oh, we got a lot of listeners in Kentucky. All right. Well, as long as we're being timeless, so untimeless. The other thing I did last night is I went through in the preseason, I did my NBA over-unders, as you may recall, okay. as I'm sure you do. So I went through to see how I'm doing based on, you know, if every team maintains their current win percentage for the rest of the season. Right now, I have 18 winners and 12 losers. So doing pretty good. And and two of those losers, by the way, are I picked New Orleans on the over right now. They're an under. And I picked Sacramento on the under right now. They're an over. And I'm sure those are both going to flip. So, But I guess we can save that for the end of the season, right? Yes, you can save that. <laughs> Anything else? Did you like Randy Levine challenging James Dolan as the most hated owner in New York? Well, Randy Levine's the president. He's not an owner. Yeah, well, whatever. But the way that he attacked Patances and like made fun of him for like, I don't understand the arbitration. But Patances should be getting ten million, not three or five. Like it doesn't make yeah, any because sense. arbitration only cares about saves. Yeah, it like on the open market, Patances starts at eight figures. It makes no sense. Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, when you look at the guys who are getting eighteen, and and also like we just saw the Yankees showed what like, with Andrew Miller and and the Indians showed. Excuse me, when they got Andrew Miller. How to actually use your best reliever, which is not use them in safe situations, but use them in the actual, you know, most important moments in a game. Right. So, yeah. But the part I don't get is these owners or these front office guys who, like, want to piss off potential free agents. I just, you know, why make guys not want to be part of your team? That's the part that I really can't understand. Yeah, it's pretty silly. Yeah. All right, fine. So you want to jump into this uh, Greatest Americans thing? Yeah. I think because this is a football podcast, we should start with the NFL. Okay, Sure. We have about, you know, a lot of different sports. We, I, I have a list of about 150 people. I guess we'll use my list. Do you have your own list or no? No, I thought we had the combined joint list. Okay, fine. But you, you don't see my list right now, though. Yeah, you hid it from me. I hid but, it from you. But I gave you all the names. Yeah, we discussed some of some of the names. I, I didn't give you the whole list, but you, you said, hey, is this person on? Is that person on? Yeah. Every single person I wanted on the list, I gave you their name. Okay, fine. I went through each sport. I said, here's the guys who have to be on this list. Okay. So, again, the way we're going to do it, we're going to pick 64 guys 
and men and women, excuse me, we're going to randomly put them into a bracket, NCAA style bracket, and then we're going to do head-to-head matchups. And we'll figure out each each round, maybe we'll have, how is it just going to be you and me? Are we going to have a guest? Are we going to have like an online vote? We'll figure out exactly. But the, the first thing we're doing in today's podcast is we're putting together the bracket of 64. Right? Hello? At this point, we discussed all of the 150 plus candidates for the field of 64 for well over an hour. Unfortunately, tragically some would say, that audio file was lost, such that the podcast was effectively lost. We had recorded this last week, by the way. So today, Monday, February 27th, Akiva and I got together again to re-record the podcast. We unfortunately no longer had the strength or the vigor to give the full analysis that we had done a week before. But what follows is a mini-episode, about half an hour, in which Akiva and I recap the Lost podcast from last week and once again present the candidates for the field of 64. So enjoy. not doing a full episode here. We're sort of recapping what we lost, right? right. Well, I mean, how much time do you have? Not, not a full hour. Well, we'll do what we can. You know, there's no timeline by which we have to... I, th- I don't think we should... I don't know. I don't, I, I, we're either committing on going through every sport, everything, or... Not I think enough. we got. I think we got to do that. It, it it doesn't matter to anybody other than us that we already did it. No, I I, I, I don't think we can do that. There's just it's just too much effort. Like, what are we at? Forty eight, forty nine. I think there's a lot. I think we could still quickly go through every sport. But well, what's all right? So we'll quickly go through every sport. Fine. I also don't mind like saving the actual arguments for the tournament. So like you don't want to get too much into everybody. Okay, fine. So so why don't why, this is what we'll do? We'll go through by sport the guys who are in. The guys who are maybes and the guys who are no's. And then we yes. can argue quickly about the maybes and no's. Okay. And then at the end, but we'll leave it. We'll give everyone the list of, what was it, nine yeah. or so. Whatever else. Was right, it nine? Do so you remember how many it was? I don't know. I'm in this world and they made me a Welcome back to and if you fans. I'm Alex Chester. With me as always. Wheels Wienerker, uh, on Seinfeld this week, you said you don't like when I say, how's it rolling? So what should I say to introduce you? I don't know. What else do wheels do? How are your spokes? <laughs> you don't want me to say, how's it rolling? Because it's too wheelie, and instead you want me to say, how are your spokes? I don't know. What other wheel type things do you have? I thought the whole point is you don't you want to You could also not call me wheels. Like, I don't know if you have to call me wheels every week. All right. Okay, fine. I'd gladly not call you wheels. What, what would you prefer to call me? Uh, jackass how about well let's let's be nice i'll call you uh new father how's that new yeah proud well father. old i'm a very old father old father but uh uh wheels wienerker uh, popped out the uh the fourth wheel so now mm-hmm. he has a, a full vehicle yeah so uh, good year mazel tov I mean, and congratulations on that oh thank you thank you yeah two and two we're we're the girls had a had a massive lead of two nothing that they thought could never come back from but it's two boys two girls and are you going to overtime or is this one going to end in a tie or TBD. I'd like to sell one of them and go back to three. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like you're starting to get up in those high numbers. Even, yeah. even with. Well, three, I'm one of four. You're one of three, and you have three. No, I'm one of four. Oh, <laughs> which one? Of four. Of my, which one of my siblings did you just kill off? Well, I've never met your. I don't know anything about your sister. She exists. I mean, I'm sure I've seen her. She was at your brother's wedding, right? Yes, she was at my brother's. But wedding. I didn't meet her or anything like that. All right. Uh, so let's let's give a, a quick recap of the last week or so. So uh, we'll start with the least important uh, thing, at least for podcast listeners. No, this is by far the most frustrating thing of the week. 
Yeah, so you had a baby. The other thing is, <laughs> partly because you had a baby, we were trying to uh, get ahead of ourselves. Yeah. So we had a spirited conversation. Even our last Super Bowl week. podcast, people don't realize we just guessed that the Patriots would come back from 28 3 down. We've been recording in advance for weeks. Yeah, that's true. We have been doing that. Um, we should have gambled on that, actually, by the way. It was, it, the best thing was on our movie podcast how we discussed the fact that Moonlight was going to win the Oscar, but uh, nobody would know. You saw that last night, right? Uh, no, I didn't see the Oscar. I mean, obviously, I saw the thing, but I woke up. Yeah. I, I said, ooh, let me watch like let me you know watch Kimmel's monologue and the rest of the Oscars. But then I, I like, accidentally went on Facebook for a second. And I'm like, what happened? I turn it off yeah. and like, <laughs> I'm like, what? That's insane. So then I had to sort of like... Go on YouTube yeah, and see so the end. I'm gonna I'm gonna toot my own horn here for a second. Sort of like uh, the only other example of this I can ever remember was the Janet Jackson uh, Nipplegate fiasco in the Super Bowl that year. This is the second time in my life where I saw something happening on live TV that everybody else in America was watching, but most people didn't seem to catch, and I sort of caught it ahead of everybody else for whatever reason. Hmm. So we were watching, and. As the, the four speakers spoke, I think, in total for La La Land, and then it was at the end of the fourth speaker that, that the first or the second speaker, uh, Jordan, was the one who came up and said, no, no, we didn't actually win. But it was between the second and third speaker that there started to be chaos in the background, and guys with, my, with, with headphones started running around and looking at the cards. And I said, I was watching with my brother and my sister-in-law, actually they had went to bed, it was just me and my wife at that point, and I said to my wife, I said, holy shit, I bet there was a mess up. I don't think the La La Land won. And she's like, oh, very funny, because she just wanted to go to bed. It was after midnight. I'm like, I'm like, there's something going on. Like, look what's going on. And then you can actually see if you if you rewatch, you know, and, and go look at the uh, Zapruder film of it. Um, Jordan mouths the words "we lost" while the other guy is still giving his speech. Mm. And so, and then, so the whole thing was absolutely insane. Faye Dunaway, by the way, who deserves a huge chunk of this blame, she just booked and got the hell out of there, so that Ward Beatty had to sit there and take the fall. But Faye Dunaway, you're like, Beatty was the one who, he takes up the card, he realizes there's a mistake, which is why if you look, he looks in the envelope again to see if there's a second card in there. And everybody's like, oh, he's just, you know, dragging it along to make a joke, you know, for drama. And Faye Dunaway just grabs it from him and says, La La Land. Now, Beatty screwed up because he took the wrong card, although why there were two cards for Emma, Emma Stone makes no sense. And Beatty screwed up because he let Faye Dunaway say the wrong name. But if you're ranking who made the biggest mistake... The person who gave him the wrong card in Faye Dunaway and the fact and the producers who let it go on for like five minutes before they finally rectified it, they all, I think, have much more blame than Warren Beatty. I think he has the least amount of blame in this whole thing. Oh, he has no blame. He has no blame. He all, but he's he, the one who everybody's blaming. Nah, I think at this point, I think people are understand, like, he was the only person. I mean, the guts on him to say, like, I think I have the wrong envelope at that point would have been like an all-time baller move that no one would have... No one, like, yes, that would be viral today, but no one would have appreciated what an amazing call he made. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. He would not have been the hero, even though in hindsight, like, it would have been the craziest call of all time. Yeah. But it's not, it's not just that, like, the card that he had says La La Land, Emma Stone, and Best Actress. So two of the three things on there make clear. Maybe Emma Stone, he's not sure if she's a producer or something. He doesn't know. But the fact that Best Best Actress actress only says on the outside of the card, which there's no reason for him to No, no. It says on the inside of the card, on the bottom of the card. When they when he when they showed the card on TV, I don't I didn't see Best Actress. If it's there, it's small. I thought I thought that Emma Stone. Anyways, also what so, if she's a producer? Like you don't know who the producers on these. Well, movies that's are. what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. So, anyways, I mean, it would be um, insane yes. for her to be the only producer of the movie. But what are you going to do? But and, and the other interesting thing, you know, this is a year obviously when both the election and the Patriots winning the Super Bowl. Mm. Many many Americans had that feeling as they were watching something that they didn't want to see happen. Like, uh, is there some way this didn't happen? Is there some way that this can all be a big joke and it's actually? And that never happens in real life. Yep. That was like you. That was like you responding to the Teddy Bridgewater Twitter in August. 
Yeah, this like never happens in real life, and it did for uh, for, for Moonlight and La La Land. By the way, breaking news: Tim Tebow just hit four home runs in batting practice. Oh, very exciting! Mets, Can we just point out the one other thing about the Oscars yeah. is like this whole thing was crazy, but it would have been a thousand times worse if it was the reverse, right? If Moonlight comes out, gives all the speeches, and then they're like, "Sorry, movie about like an LGBT black poor person from Miami." Actually, these rich white people in Hollywood actually. Won. I mean, it would have been the greatest moment in television history then, like by a thousand. <laughs> the think pieces today—that's so such a good point. The think pieces today would have been insane. <laughs> Yeah, like the racism of Hollywood. I don't think you do. Uh, I don't think I think at that I, I think at that point the La La Land producers are probably woke enough. Like, okay, yeah. you know what? It's the yours. Like, we officially won, but you guys get to keep the Oscars. Well, that's almost or it's you know, like, like a Canadian whole... figure skating thing where like they give both golds to Canada and yeah. Russia. Well, there's the conspiracy theory about Crash. You know that it was the wrong card. Yeah. Oh, it didn't happen. No, there's no way now. No. There's no, well, yeah, none of those yeah, conspiracy yeah. theories are true. Yeah, this confirms those that. nerds are on the are on the stage in thirty seconds. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, best day of like Deloitte's, you know, history. Like no, Price Waterhouse. Oh, you're saying because yeah, the, every, oh, the other like big yeah. four are like KPMG. Yeah. They're like dancing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <PwC. laughs> um, yeah, quite a bad job. But anyway, so I interrupted myself. I was busy saying that we last week recorded a podcast for over an hour and a half. We went, we went long. We went strong. I yeah, think, I, think I had my best joke. No, no exaggeration in the history of the show, and probably like my third best joke also. And wait, which ones were those? Are I don't just, remember, I don't but I just remember uh, thinking like, oh, that's that's going to kill. I think we spent a long time talking about the Boogie trade, the Boogie Cousins trade. We talked about, you know, it's really, I, I said you have to go back to the 1972, 73, and 74 Kentucky Colonels in the ABA to ever see a situation in which the two best big men in the league were on the same team. And so uh, we had a nice little chat about that. That's all lost to the ether because uh, thanks to Zencaster, the the app we use to record these podcasts, for some reason, my audio did not get picked up. So we lost that whole thing. The main thrust of our conversation was it was the preliminary round. It was the announcement of which 64 athletes were going to make our bracket for the 64 greatest American athletes of all time. So we went through, what, about 374 athletes, something like that? Yeah, we went through, yeah, close yeah. to 400 would, athletes. Yeah, you would compile the massive list. Massive We went list. sport by sport, and we pay, we gave people yeses, maybes, or nos yeah. in terms of whether or not they were going into the round of 64. And we had a lot of conversation about that. That's all lost. We had a ha- no joke, we had a half-hour debate about jo- about Joey Chestnut. That's still <laughs> raging. <laughs> yes, you, uh, well, we'll get to that in a second, but you... You wanted to put Joey Chestnut a little bit further. I mean, I insist that Joey Chestnut makes it, and you say no, and we're still at a crossroads. Yeah. So I think we're not going to be able to. We spoke to your father in law? Oh, yes. We We had him on the podcast. Yes, we called into my father in law. Was that boxing related? Oh, that was golf related, yes. We wanted to know. We asked. We called my father in law to ask who is the greatest golfer pre 1960 so that we can know is it Bobby Jones? Is it Sam Snead? Like, which one of those guys should we uh, put in here? Because did you ask? Bit... Did you ask your father in law for Jen's hand in marriage before you proposed? I made the formal uh, call to him. Yes, I did. Okay. It was, a call, it was a call because we weren't in person. I was I was in a cab actually in Boston going from the airport back to my apartment mm-hmm. when I called him. If hypothetically I did also, I got like a 45-minute speech about birth control that clearly I didn't listen to. <laughs> Wait, are you being serious? Why well, did I listen? I, mean, I have four kids. No, no you, but you, when you asked your father-in-law for his daughter's hand in marriage, he gave you a lecture about birth control? I mean, after he said yes. Like, it was one of the but, things we discussed, yeah. <laughs> So then when you guys popped out a kid, like, within 18 months, he was not uh, so enthused. I don't think so. I don't think, so. I don't think he was happy. In hindsight, I think he was, like, not happy. <laughs> oh, that's great. I mean, now, now he doesn't care anymore. Now he's giving. He's, like, what does he care? He doesn't support us. Like, you know, but. Um, uh, do you yeah, watch the point. show? 
Have you watched the show Man Seeking Woman? I've seen some episodes. I, I mean, I love Simon Rich, so I yeah. feel bad that I don't watch every episode, but it's such an out there show. Yeah, so there was a great scene in last week's By the way, everyone should read everything of Simon Rich's that's available online. Yeah, and Free Range Chickens is a, is, a great, is a great book. Yeah. Uh, and it takes you like maybe 90 seconds to read. So yes. you have no excuse not to read it. So in last week's episode, the uh, and Man Seeking Woman, for those who don't know, it's a show on, I think it's on FX, right? Or FXX, FXX whatever they're called. I comedy, think, yeah. yeah. And it's sort of an absurdist dating show. Jay Baruchel and Eric Andre are in the show. And it's sort of a dating show, but it has sort of this absurdist angle to it so anyway so last week's episode the opening scene was so funny that i actually showed it to my wife uh, just because i thought she might appreciate it and what it is is it's a whole thing about how he has to ask the father for his daughter you know for permission before engaging with his daughter but the joke of course is that it's not asking her to uh, get married to her it's asking to uh, uh, engage in uh, in anal sex but um you know the, the the father and the mother of the girl act all excited the same way you would usually for a marriage so i just ruined the joke but if you watched it it was very funny Sorry, my son ran in for a second. <laughs> and then didn't close the door. Your son ran in as I was talking about anal sex. Well, he can't hear. I'm not, I'm the speaker. And he also wouldn't know what that was, even if he heard. Hold on one second. Okay, but I wouldn't know what that is either, so. <laughs> Just cracking myself up here while Akiva deals with his uh, four children. Okay. Okay. All right. So anyway, so yeah, so I think what we'll do in, in lieu of arguing about all, you know, 6,000 athletes again, mm. we'll just run through sport by sport very quickly. Very yeses, quickly. the noes, the maybes. The yeses we're going to save for another day. Once they get into the bracket, they'll get their moment in the sun. The noes, unless there's one or two guys we really want to rehash again, we'll rehash. And then the maybes we'll sort of discuss quickly why they're maybes. And then what I think we're going to do at the end of this is we're going to announce the list of the maybes and we're going to turn to our listeners to vote on which of those maybes should take the final spots. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right, so uh, which sport we want to start with? All right, so we'll start with baseball. The yeses were Ruth, Cy Young, Walter Johnson, Barry Bonds, Willie Mays, Ty Cobb, Roger Clemens, Ted Williams. That's eight. We had two Negro League players. That's Josh Gibson and Satchel Paige. We said no to A-Rod, Koufax, Ricky Henderson, Tris Speaker, Kid Nichols, Lefty Grove, Randy Johnson, Christy Mathewson, Tom Seaver, uh, Grover Cleveland Alexander, Warren Spahn, Jimmy Fox, um, and our maybes... Were, or should we save all the maybes for the end? No, so let's discuss the maybes now. Okay, well, I don't want to discuss them because we did that already, and I'm, I'm not rehashing anything. But, but, that's um, the whole, but what do you mean we did it? You and I did Nobody else heard it. Okay, well, they'll hear it on the, you know, they'll hear it um, on the next podcast when we go over They're, the maybes or whatever. No, let's briefly discuss them right now and give our pros and cons and who thought, I they, can't should go back. thought they should be out. I can't go back. I'm like the, I'm the opposite of, of like Jack and Kate on Lost. Okay. I can never go so I, I'm, okay, so I will quickly go through the maybes. Hank Aaron, I think he's got to be in. He's, you know, one of the five or six greatest outfielders of all time. He also obviously had the most important record in baseball and probably in sports for a long time. He broke the babe. Uh, I think Hank Aaron's in. Uh, Hannes Wagner, I think he's got to be in. The best player of the, you know, of, of the pre-Babe Ruth era for sure. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and it's still one of the greatest ten players of all time probably. Stan mm-hmm. Musial, again, I think he's got to be in. Look, I, I think a lot of baseball players have to be in. Baseball is the only sport that's been around for the entire, you know, 140 years of of, of the playing of, of sports. Well, so is boxing. So is track and field. Yeah, but baseball's been in the in a primal role for that entire time. Yeah, right? boxing baseball's was bigger been, at the beginning. Base, but yeah, I hear base, you overall. Baseball's been a top two sport for 150 years. Well, I would. I think it's three now. It's clearly three now. Behind basketball. Yeah, it's yeah, definitely okay, three. So, well, among our okay, it's a top three sport, anyways. Um, anyway, did so I ever I, tell you I about think, the time in in summer camp? There was like eight kids warring against eight other kids about what the best sport is, baseball or basketball. 
and I was like in the middle saying football, and like everyone's like, "Shut up, Akiva," and like I knew, and I didn't understand because I knew football was the best sport, and like it wasn't super popular amongst young kids then in like the early nineties. Um, but obviously I was right and I knew it was right. And like, probably cause like kids don't go to football games. You know what I mean? Like I knew I had so many friends well, growing up that I, go to football games. There's not that yeah, many I like, I had so expensive. many friends growing up that I took them to their first football game, but because my grandfather bought Jesse's and tickets in 1965, you know, I started going to games the second it was possible. Yeah. That's especially true among New Yorkers, by the way. My grandfather told me this week, by the way, he's turning 88 uh, in a couple weeks and he told me. That he wants to live to see the Jets win a Super Bowl, and he does not plan on living till 100. So let's get on. Let's get on your horses. <laughs> what uh, was his reaction to the announcement of his latest great grandson? Oh, he was excited. He he asked me if it would be tall. I said, like like my like my oldest daughter, because we were t- we were talking about like the heights of people. I don't know why. And and you so know, my, my, my eldest daughter is very stature. tall. And yeah. he said, "Where did she get that from?" And he said, land? "Maybe she'll be. Maybe she'll be. The little one will be tall, like." Like like the big one, and I and I said maybe, and he said, well, I'll never find out. <laughs> I said on that bright note. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah. So so you you want to have you're a, you're an advocate of the small hall when it comes to baseball players in our bracket. I think baseball should have almost a whole bracket of its own. I think they should have sixteen guys. Yeah, because what are we, like I love Stan Musial, but he's going to win the whole thing. Like he's not a threat. I'd rather have the best you know chess player. We don't even no, have because chess the best players, chess, like... chess isn't even a sport. Player. Well, that's anyway, why so, I, I said chess. So like, Stan Musial should be in. Lou Gehrig should be in. He's the best first baseman. Mickey Mantle again. You, you ask. You ask anybody between the ages of like forty and sure. seventy, right? People who don't know anything player. about advanced stats. Ask them. Well, ask Mickey like Mantle your mom about who's good. More. She'll let you know. Yeah. Okay, Mickey Mantle has got to be on here. Uh, Greg Maddox is the first one of the maybes that I would say maybe no to, but um, you know, but I, I think obviously as an argument, he, him, him and, and Clemens are the greatest pitchers at least of the last fifty years, and you know, at least from what we know, he did it uh, without cheating, and and then Mike Trout. He's only played five seasons, but he's been the best player in the world for the last five years. And the reason we have him on here is under the theory, which I think we both subscribe to to a certain extent, which is who, when it comes to physical achievements, like sports in particular, whoever's the best right now is the best of all time. Because, mm. because of the advances of science and technology and medicine sure. and training. He'd be hitting 730 with 200 exactly. home runs if he was in Yeah, if you put Mike Chart on, on the 1927 Yankees, you know, Babe Ruth can't even sniff his jock probably. So, somebody it's, mentioned, I think it was a Nationals beat writer said, the only player who really matters as a national sports figure, he doesn't mean on the field, he's talking about off the field, in baseball, was Bryce Harper. And I agree with the premise that Bryce Harper matters more in the car- in the like sort of the cultural environment than Mike Trout does, even though Mike Trout's obviously a much better player. But it made me think, and I tweeted this and no one no one paid attention to it, but the um there's zero player now that Jeter is retired. Now that Arod has retired, there are zero players and and Poppy. I'll even count Poppy. There are zero players in Major League Baseball who, if you said, let's say, Lorne Michaels sitting around in April and he needs an uh, Emma Stone yeah, cancels as host like Q of rating. yeah Q rating. Emma Stone cancels as host of uh, of the April fifteenth uh, SNL. Who can we get? And they're just talking about random athletes. There's no baseball player that you could even. Discuss, assuming Lauren Michaels was a baseball fan, he wouldn't know who any of these people are. But that you could even discuss that aren't immediately like, you know, the person who suggests them gets fired, basically. 
right? Okay, well, well, so here's an example. I just Googled, you want to hear the highest uh, Q scores of baseball players? This is as of August of 2016, so very mm-hmm. recent, just li- late okay. last summer. Uh, by the way, the most famous player in baseball, in all of Major League Baseball, I would say to non-baseball fans, to like soccer moms, is Tim Tebow. <laughs> He's the most famous. There's, there's no one that beats it. Well, like, so, so this, so, so this is what sort of proves you. So Q scores. So, so people know it's from like a one to a hundred of how marketable somebody is. So the highest Q scores for baseball players right now, uh, Bryce Harper, who you mentioned, is number two at twenty four. Mm-hmm. And then it's Miguel Cabrera, Robbie Cano, Andrew McCutcheon. I mean, none of these guys are very big names. Mike I mean, Robbie Trout. Cano used to like randomly show up in like the bodega by our college, and like yeah, nobody wanted to say anything. Nobody cares. Uh, anyways, number one on this list. One spot ahead of Bryce Harper at 25 is Chris Bryant. Chris Bryant is so, un- despite being the reigning MVP, the uh, best player on the team that is the most highest profile team in the sport that just years. won a World Series yeah. the first time in 108 yes. years. I mentioned this last week. He was on Jeopardy. I watch Jeopardy every day. He was the clue to the $2,000 question, which is the hardest question. And the clue was this player, this reigning MVP just won the World Series for the Chicago Cubs and is a star third baseman. It's insanely easy to you and I. None of the three contestants even buzzed into hazard or guess. Right, so he's clearly not number one, and but he may is, become number one this nobody, year, though. There's nobody close to, like, the top ten guys in the NBA or the NFL. We had this conversation. I had this conversation, I think, with Rob and, and some and some RHAP people when Rob Gunkrowski went on Big Brother. And we were trying to figure out, like, is he, like, the eighth most famous NFL player, the twelfth? Rob Gunkrowski, even, you know, four years ago, when he was not as popular. More famous than any player in the A billion times more famous. Like, any active player. If he wasn't functionally brain dead he could host saturday night live and the argument for like the argument always is oh well, you know like why nba now. players are the most famous is because you see them close up whereas football players were hummets well football players were hummets and we're saying that a bunch of guys not just quarterbacks but a bunch right. of guys jj watt is what clay matthews is more famous than any baseball player um yeah possibly he's more recognizable mike trout will go down in history assuming you know he doesn't have some catastrophic injury as the greatest athlete any of us ever saw play in any sport by the way, there are four guys on the Golden State Warrior. There are four guys on the Golden State Warriors more famous than anybody in Major League Baseball. Mm, you, Clay Thompson is yeah. Clay's not so no. famous. I agree. No. And Draymond, I would say my wife has never heard of Draymond Green. Yeah, but does she know Mike Trout? She doesn't know Mike Trout. Ooh, that's a good question. She probably doesn't know who Mike Trout is. But if, but if I asked her to name an active baseball player, she could do it. You should probably Actually, name like some like, Trevor Plouffe on the Twins or somebody. That's a good question. Actually, now I don't. So when she walked in on you, oh, okay, whatever. Um. <laughs> so after the podcast, I called my wife, Jen, and I asked her to name an active baseball player. After a long pause, she said Cecil Fielder Jr. As a reminder, my wife is from Detroit. So I didn't say anything. I didn't correct her. I just said, "Can you name any other baseball player?" She said, "No." I said, "Thanks," and hung up. And then she called me back a minute later to say, oh, I meant Prince Fielder. And so I told her, yeah, that's his name, but he actually retired. So Keeve is right. My wife cannot name a single baseball player. America's pastime, indeed. So, anyway, so, back, so back to the maybe. So Mike Trout is a maybe for that reason because yeah. he's, you know, it's early in his career, but he's a maybe. Uh, Bo Jackson is a maybe. He, he always ends up on these lists, but the bottom line, as we said, is he was a borderline all-star at his peak, which was very short, in two different sports, which is incredible. But he wasn't, you know, particularly memorable in either sport. It's only no, because he no. played two sports. 
you got to be like Deion Sanders is one of the greatest cornerbacks of all time and also played baseball. You get, you can't have like you can't be like a C in two different sports. You got to be an A in one sport and then the fact that you're a D minus in the other sport is what gives you the extra boost. So, but we have Bo Jackson as a maybe. And then the last one, which is insane to me, you didn't even want him on at all. I said he has to be on this list and he's probably going to go to the final four. And we had a big argument about it. It was Jackie Robinson. And you kept saying... I will quit the podcast if he makes the Final Four. Yeah, you keep saying it's not about sportsmen. It's not about impact off the field and culture. It's, it's not. About what he's and if it is, let's, let's go back and do the list again. Okay. And so my response, and I actually just IM'd you this a few minutes ago, is for an, for an unrelated chart that I'm working on right now, I was looking at Jackie Robinson's numbers. He only played, joined Major League Baseball due to this little thing called racism when he was 28 years old. He only played 10 years because he joined so late. In that 10-year span, he put up 61.5 war. There are only 16 players in history to top 60 war at, from the age oh, of Oh, great. So he's the 17th best age 28 to age 37 player? No. That's wonderful. No, 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 that no, means no, no, he's a Hall of Famer. He's not what, on this what list. I, no. What I'm saying is that he is having missed the first five or six years of his career, which, again, in baseball players especially hitters, their prime usually is like their early and mid-20s. Like guys just burst, like Mike Trout, for example. These guys burst out of the scene, especially a guy whose speed is a big part of his game. He missed all those years. He had to deal with an insane amount of racism, you know, which obviously impacted his ability to play on the field and his focus, et cetera, et cetera. And he's still one of the top 16 players of all time. So without a doubt, if he had played his entire career, if, you know, if he didn't deal with all the racism and the bullshit, he'd be on this list. So to me, yeah, he'd be Joe Jackie Morgan. Robinson has to be on this list. Has to be on this list. But it's so, it's, it was so fun having this conversation with you once. It's a lot more fun having this conversation with I have no energy okay. a week later. All right, fine. So let's move on to basketball. So the automatics in basketball, Jordan, Wilt, Kareem, Bill Russell, LeBron, and Magic. Shaq we have as a maybe. Only maybe in basketball. We also have two WNBA players yeah. uh, who well, are yeses, Cheryl Miller, Diana Taurasi. Yeah, Cheryl Miller from the pre-WNBA era, Diana Taurasi from the NBA era, uh, for the WNBA era. Yeah, we, pull, we put both of them in. The nose, Duncan, Bird, Oscar, Akeem, Malone, Kobe, you know, KG, Duck, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, those guys are all nose. Uh, George Mikan. All right, NFL, football. we went position by position, but we're going quick here. Yeah. We put in Joe five Montana, quarterbacks. Otto Graham, Johnny Unitas, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, the best five quarterbacks by, you know, just about any, any analysis. Brett Favre is a maybe, the mm-hmm. guy who had all the records until Peyton came along. Elway is a no, Marino's a no, Aaron Rodgers is a no for now, but, you know, he'll be there soon. Okay, now the running backs. We did not put, okay, we put Jim Brown in, and then we put Jerry Rice in at running back and receiver. We did not put any other running back in, so we have Emmitt Smith, Walter Payton, and Barry Sanders all as maybes. And they're pretty strong maybes. I don't know if we can put all three in. Well, that's, that's the thing. our problem. Yeah. And so who do you put in? Like, do you put in Emmitt or Barry, which is obviously a debate that we had through the sure. 90s. I would, personally, so. I would consider putting in Payton and Barry, but, but. Um, all right, so, yeah, I'm even though sure. Emmitt Smith has all the records. Yes. yes, he's a compiler. Right. Great yeah. offensive line. So, so, all right. So those. So that's what we have over there. Offensive line. You know, Greg and Hannah. We said are probably the best at their positions. We said Anthony Munoz uh, is the only offensive lineman that we have as a maybe, and even that. You know, it's he's not probably he's we, not going to make it. Probably. Yeah, we appreciate the importance of offensive line, but it's hard. The truth is, Anthony Munoz, line. like, if they went back now and did like pro football focus stuff on, like, he might end up being like the best player in, in NFL history. We just, you know, we just don't know. Yeah, we just don't know. But, um, yeah, it's, it's hard to say that a, a tackle, an offensive tackle is the greatest uh, athlete. Yeah. Time, Reggie but... White was the other maybe. When we put in two, I know uh, and Ray Lewis was a maybe. Yeah, when we put in two defenders straight up, Lawrence Taylor and Deion Sanders. Yeah, Lawrence, yeah. Ronnie Lott and, and, and was that Rod Woodson or Darren Woodson? Rod Woodson, obviously, those were no's. Mm. Alan Page we have as a no. Don Hudson, the receiver from the 30s, a no. Bruce Smith, even though his numbers are very close to Reggie White. 
Reggie's a maybe, and Bruce is a no. So that's football. Hockey, I'm changing this, by the way. We So again, we this is the greatest American athlete. And so that's why all the Canadians are not eligible. Everybody from Europe, et cetera, et cetera. We discussed, by the way, on that podcast a lot, the hypocrisy of when ESPN did their sports century. They called it North America, but they had zero people from Mexico, right? Like, right. As, as said, we said, Usain, Usain Bolt, Bolt would, would have to be top, in yeah. the Final Four, sure. And, um, and, and obviously Wayne Gretzky. So, so we're, just to, we're eliminating all those people. So hockey, I say no. The guys we have as maybes are like Brett Hall. And by the way, I think Gretzky would have to be number one. If you, if you, he's, probably, he's a Final Four. Because he's just so, he's, he's so much. Like, he laps the field. Wayne Gretzky yeah. was so much more dominant in hockey than Jordan was in basketball. I mean, yeah. comparatively. Obviously, you can dominate a basketball game more than no, hockey. The, no, the only comparison I'd say is Babe Ruth and Will Chamberlain, but those were in, like, prehistorical eras of those sports. Sure. Although, by the way, we may, we may still be in a prehistorical era of the sport. We just don't know yet. Yeah, okay, fine. <laughs> um, so, anyways, I say no. We have Chris Chalios and Brett Hall as maybes, but, like, ne- they're both Hall of Famers. They're both great players, but neither one is a top 20, top 30 player of all time. Yeah, so we're, we're so not putting either reason, of them we're not putting Landon Donovan on the list. We're not yeah. putting, I say, I say okay. sorry, all hockey players, no. Right. Okay, right, fine. Um, Miscellaneous summer sports. I, I did so much research on all, on all the track and field and guys. And I put it in, but I'm not repeating myself. Okay, Jim um, Thorpe is obviously a yes. Yes, Babe Zaharias, uh, definitely, yes. definitely yes. And Simone uh, Biles, greatest gymnast of all time, we put in as a yes. Definitely, she should be. Yes. All right, I'll defer to you on that one. Uh, again, I said, and, and, and I think the analogy I gave here was, if you were saying worst living American, which is something we may or may not do in the next couple of months, Steve Bannon is, is a leader in the clubhouse possibly to take the whole thing. But mm. nobody had ever heard of Steve Bannon a year ago. Sure. So how can it be that you've gone from completely unheard of to number one? In a year. And so that's the same thing with Simone Biles. Nobody heard of Simone Biles at this time last year. All of a sudden, she's in one of the greatest American athletes of but all she, time because of one Olympics. Well, she, but it's not based on a one-year thing. She was literally – she was too young for the last Olympics. And since that day basically ended, she's won every world championship, every competition. All right. Okay, she, fine. Simone Biles is in. You have Greg Louganis as a maybe, the diver. Uh, yeah, oh, no. He's, honestly, def- he's, he's got a real shot, honestly. Most of what I know about him is from South Park, so whatever. The thing about Greg Louganis, and, and similar to what you said about Chelsea and Hull, is like – He's by far the best American diver. Very impressive. He would to make this list. I think he'd need to be the best or second best diver of all time, right? Yeah. So we need to find out if he's this best or second best diver of all time. Not I think just to American. make this list, he'd have to be the best diver by a huge margin. I don't agree. I think diving is still like uh, you know no. one of the five major Olympic sports. All right. Um, next on your list, you have boxing. Uh, Muhammad yeah. Ali, Joe Lewis, Sugar Ray Robinson, and Henry Armstrong were our definites. Yeah. Every and other boxer was a maybe. I mean, all these boxers could be in. Floyd, undefeated. Jack, Marciano. Yeah, Floyd, Floyd should not be here. Marciano, undefeated, should not be here. Jack Dempsey, Jack Johnson, Willie Pep, Roy Jones. Roy Jones should not be here. I don't know what you have here. Rayford Johnson, Willie Pep. Roy Jones, Ray Jones, Ray Jones is active. <laughs> okay. Roy well, Jones I don't Jr. think he's helping his legacy. Right Literally, we did this podcast. We looked it up. Roy Jones had fought like four days before that podcast. He's, yeah, he fought like, like ten days ago, in like Connecticut, to, in front of, of and, and not like people. not at like uh, Foxwoods, in like yeah. <laughs> literally at like a stop in and save in, yeah. in Connecticut. All right, um, all right. So track and field: Carl Lewis, Jackie Joyner, Kersey. Well, this is your 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 department. So why don't you mm-hmm. run through these? Michael Johnson, Florence Griffith Joyner. Jesse Owens, who you kind of pushed me to put in. The, the problem with Jesse Owens is that he has the one Olympics and then he's done. Simone Biles also has one Olympics. We, I had order Matthias Beeman and Ash Needham as maybes, but none of them I don't think are going to make it. I've ne- I mean, Bob Beeman is the long jumper. I've never heard of L order. Bob Mat- I've never heard of the other guys. Yeah. So I say no. Order was like the best discus guy of all time. Yeah, don't care about that. Uh, swimming's very obvious. Michael Phelps has to be in. Katie Leck has to be in. Mark Spitz we did not put in. Yeah, fine. Tennis, we put four people in, but we need to do a little more research on the female 
greats of the past. We have Martina Navratilova. She's got to be in. Obviously, Serena's in. Obviously, Pete Sampras in. Chris Everett was really great. She's in. And then Billie Jean King and Althea Gibson. I think maybe there's a spot for one of them, but not both. Venus, we said no. Even though, as I said, Venus is a top five female tennis player of all time. And mm-hmm. if her sister doesn't exist, she might be top one. Think how many more championships sure. she has. I mean, she would still probably have no French Opens. That's a big problem. All right. And then... Um, and then Andrew Agassi, Monica Seles, those are no, fine. Yeah. Golf, we put in Tiger Woods, Jack Nicholas, Ben Hogan. We had a long dis- debate about Arnold Palmer, who I will not let in. He's not getting in. Arnold getting Palmer in. has to be in here. It's He's insane. not getting in. Sam Sneed, he's so overrated, Arnold Palmer. Sam Sneed and Bobby pe- Jones. How many people, when they die, are on the cover of Sports Illustrated? Who cares? What You're viewing at it. You like? I thought you were a stats guy. You're viewing this as like, uh, who is famous? Who mattered? This isn't yeah, who's who now. Mattered? Yes, this who isn't mattered? who's now or who's then because he's dead. It's not, but the Arnold Palmer's not who's now. Arnold Palmer's who's always. That's the point. Yeah, this isn't who's always. <laughs> who's never? What do you mean? It's who's never? <laughs> Arnold Palmer absolutely has to be on this list. Obviously. Um, all right, you want to go to Winter Olympics? Yeah, Winter Olympics. We have Sean White in greatest snowboarder of all time, and we have Bonnie Blair as a maybe. I also. Did some research afterwards. Dick Button, I said that on the last podcast, uh, first time ever, I made a mistake and I said something wrong and I said that Dick Button, I said that no American male or woman, because you said let's put a figure skater in, I said no one's ever won back-to-back gold, which to me is the standard to make it, right? I think that makes sense. But I found that Dick Button did in like 48 and 52, but he didn't even make the 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 much more watered-down top 100 of, of uh, ESPNs then, so... I don't know if he had no competition. So we're not putting Dick Button in. So figure Sean White. Skating, figure skating is a TV sport. In the pre-TV era, I don't know how anybody could follow or care about figure skating. Yeah. Because it's all about viewing the performance. All right. Auto racing. This is We need auto, We need an auto racing expert to really uh, step up and, and help us out. We put in Dale Earnhardt Jr. This is both IndyCar and NASCAR. NASCAR is dying. NASCAR, like, they did something really wacky yesterday with the Daytona 500. They totally changed their rules to become more popular. It's obviously not going to help. They're just going to alienate the diehards. By the way, it just occurred to me. Uh, Chester, we did not have a UFC category. We should have at least discussed the UFC guys, no? Well, okay. I'll tell you, the problem is that Anderson Silva is definitely the best ever, and and he wouldn't be on the list. But I think now, like, more and more athletes are going there. Like, So my issue was that I assumed that the person we would have put on this list prior to, you know, last December would have been Ronda Rousey. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, she's won like eight fights. But 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 the problem is now that, that, that she lost one huge yeah. fight and then she lost mm-hmm. a second huge fight and now she's done. Yeah. And so, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if we That's can put her in. Yeah, I don't think there's anybody. I think we should have discussed UFC a lot, actually. But at the end of the day, I don't think anyone can make it. I think so. The, Couture and Liddell are the older guys, but they lost so many times. And you see now, like, there are some real dominant guys like Jones. and. Oh, nobody who was doing UFC 15 years would have a chance today. I know, but that's not the only sort of, like, you could still be the Ty Cobb of UFC. Uh, so Richard Petty, Dale Earnhardt Jr., Mario Andretti are in. Tony Stewart out. A.J. Foyt, Jeff Gordon, Jimmy Johnson, maybes. So if you have an opinion on one of those three, we maybe have room for one of them. Soccer, as you said, no Landon Donovan. Only one, uh, so no man, only one woman, Mia Hamm. I don't know why Carly Lloyd and Abby Wambach aren't maybes. They're no's, but they're, they're in the no pile. It's actually a little bit weird that we have two female basketball players in and only one female soccer player in terms it of the support of each sport. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, Emily Easterly was supposed to be our guest on this podcast, and again, I forgot to email her ahead of time. Yeah. But she she has she, a lot to she, say about IndyCar racing. Yeah. So how about she emails us off? off well, she has she has some com- she has some things to tell me about both Mario Andretti and Phil Hill. She says Phil Hill is not even on our maybe list yet. Uh, he's not. I've never he's heard not of Phil Hill. Hill. You tell us all you want. We we love information. We love knowledge. We're infomaniacs. 
Okay, Akiva. So our guest is here uh, on the podcast now. Emily Easterly, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. So Emily was a contestant in the 32 Fans NFL Pick and Pool this fall. Emily was actually the last person to join the pool. And I think, Emily, you actually joined after the opening Thursday night game in week one. Is that correct? That is correct. I missed my first point. So I came in a little bit late. Yeah. So you started with a zero. You were... (laughs) Yeah, and then you, nevertheless, despite uh, starting 0-1 behind everybody else, you ended up having the highest score of week one. And it looked like, oh, uh, she's going to run away with the league. I think also, I might be wrong, but I think you were the only female uh, member of the league. So you, you really came out to a hot start uh, showing up all the boys. Then you went into a bit of a rut. You had some bad schedule luck. You kept getting these bad luck losses. But fortunately for you, I had made the rule that – the last two playoff spots would go to the highest two scorers outside the top 14. So even though you went three and six, you made the playoffs and and then you proceeded to uh, beat everybody in the playoffs and uh, make it all the way to the championship. And you were facing Jonathan Shapiro in the championship and going into the Super Bowl, you decided to go with the Falcons. He went with the Patriots and you guys were tied. So it was going to be winner take all in the Super Bowl. You jumped out to a 28 to three lead. We all know how that worked out in the end. Uh, Nightmare. Yeah, on this podcast, we like to pretend as if the Patriots lost the Super Bowl. And so one of the awards for the winner of that league was they would get to come on the podcast. And we told Jonathan, sorry, we're going to pretend that the Falcons beat the Patriots. So we're bringing Emily on. Yeah, that was a great plan. Good, good call on that one. (laughs) (laughs) And so you're here specifically. So as you know, this week, Akiva and I are trying to figure out who should enter the bracket as one of the 64 greatest American athletes of all time. And we've, we are just discussing auto racing. We cover NASCAR. When it comes to open wheel, we really don't know what we're doing. So we know that Mario Andretti definitely uh, has to belong in this field of 64, right? Yeah, absolutely. He should 100% be there. All right. Is, is he the greatest racer ever or just the greatest American racer? Where does he rank all time, like globally? In 2002, he was named the greatest American driver ever. So, I mean, that puts him, I feel like, at the top of the charts for all American racers. And then as far as internationally in the world, you know, he's up there for consideration. I'm For myself, anybody who's competed on an international level already beats out anybody who's competed in one just domestically. So he's up for the conversation as, you know, for the greatest in the world. But definitely I'm here to vouch for him as the greatest American driver. Okay. And then you had mentioned somebody else who I have to confess I never heard of, Phil Hill. So who's Phil Hill? So Phil Hill, he was, before Mario Andretti came around, he was racing like in the late 50s and early 60s. And so he was the first American to win a Formula One championship back in 1961, and he was driving for Ferrari. So he's kind of like the first American to jump out there and start winning on an international level. He also won, um, there's a 24-hour endurance race uh, called Le Mans. And it's also, it, like just like the name sounds, it's a 24-hour race. And so he won that um, a few times. And so he's kind of like the originator of American drivers breaking out internationally. So that's why I kind of wanted to put him up for consideration as well. But he was kind of, he kind of had like a short, like in and out type of career. And then Mario Andretti came along and just blew him out of the water. Okay. And actually, let's take a step back for a second. Okay. There's not, you know, international open wheel racing. Formula One is not huge in America. So how did you get into this? 
And as with most people, my dad was into it. And so back in the early 2000s, they started, uh, there was, they brought one of their races to America. Um, each of the races are like in a different country, like all over the world. And so they started doing a race back in America again at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. And my dad was into it and he said, hey, do you want to go to one of, one of these races? And I was like, yeah, sure, why not? And then as with anything, you go to something live and in person, it's it's just a completely different feel than watching it on TV. And so since I started going to them, I've just became a fan and started following, you know, the season and the circuit since probably about 2001. Okay. And then uh, one more name I think that uh, is a proposed entrant into the field of 64 is AJ Foyt. So what's your take on AJ Foyt? To be perfectly honest, I have no idea who that is. <laughs> I, it says I'm just reading his Wikipedia page. Okay, he's, he's competed in a bunch of genres. He's the only person ever to win the Indy 500, which he won four times, the Daytona 500. So there's a little bit of NASCAR there. The 24 Hours of Daytona and the 24 Hours of Le Mans. Okay, so it sounds like he's covering a little bit of all the bases. He covered, you know, he went back and forth. But and I think Andretti also did that, right? Yeah, he did all those same things, and he has a Formula One World Championship. So all the things that you named, this guy, he only, those are like specific races. In Formula One, he, you know, that's an entire championship series. So I feel like without that title, he's, you know, knocked down a peg peg or two. All right, so the fact that you haven't even heard of Foyt and you follow the sport leads me to believe that he's, we have him on the maybe list, but he should probably trend towards no. Yeah, I would agree with that. That's what you're saying. All right, and so you think Phil Hill was greater than AJ Foyt? Uh, yeah, just because of the owning the championship title for an entire racing series. Do you think is Phil Hill a yes or is he a no in terms of one of the greatest 64 American athletes? Again, we're talking about all sports, men and women, team sports, individual sports, Olympics. So do we do we really need? To, I mean, we we have Andretti in here already. Do we need another open wheel racer? No, I don't think so. To be perfectly fair. <laughs> okay. All right. I mean, look, Akiva's fighting. Akiva wants Joey Chestnut in here for competitive eating. <laughs> I, I'm really working uphill here because Akiva's just being absolutely ridiculous in how he's defining a sport. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if that's a sport. Yeah. Akiva also want, like wanted to talk about Phil Ivey and Dole Brunson, like poker players. I like playing poker. It's not a sport. If a computer can do it just as well as a human, if there's no athletic involvement whatsoever, I don't know how we can call somebody an athlete. This is the greatest 64 American athletes ever. All right, so we're going to put Andretti on the list. All right. I mean, did you guys cover, like, any of, like, the credentials that, like, Andretti had? No, we don't. <laughs> I don't know. Tommy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so he is the only American that, like, you were talking with the other guy that won the Daytona 500, um, the Indianapolis 500, uh, Formula One World Championship, um, he won the IndyCar National Championship four times. Um, he was named Driver of the Century by the Associated Press and Driver of the Century by Race Car Magazine. Like I said, Driver or Racer Magazine named him the greatest American driver ever. So that title alone says like nobody else could be named that. He got the all-time forever title, <laughs> which is kind of a strange title to earn. But, you know, hey, he got it. Yeah. Let me ask you another thing. So as we said, um, you were headed in late in the third quarter of the Super Bowl. You were headed towards uh, winning. Okay. This, yeah, w- w- winning our pool outright. You ended up in second place, but still on the podcast. T- take us. Oh. You know, we're a month later now, but take us through your emotions in that crazy fourth quarter and overtime. 
Oh my gosh. So I, you know, told all my friends that like, oh, I'm in this league, you know, it's coming down to like this last thing. I picked Atlanta. The other guy picked um, New England. At halftime, I was basically, you know, talking smack to all my friends. It's like, I got this in the bag. And even before that, prior to the game, like I had already... I already spent the first place money like I had it. <laughs> I was oh boy, that was the first mistake. I was full of confidence. So I you know, I was looking at the scoreboard and I was like, I know the Patriots are the Patriots, you know, they can they can do a lot of things, but it's like there's no way they're coming back. There's no way they're coming back from this. And then I can't remember like the exact time of what happened, but they were the Atlanta Atlanta was driving and they were going into like field goal range and then they got some sort of penalty that like knocked them back out of range and like I knew in that moment, like my heart sank. I was like, the stinking Patriots are going to come back from this. It's like, I don't know how, I don't know what's going to happen. But like in that moment, I just knew it was all over. And I was just the saddest girl. (laughs) Like I didn't want to talk to anybody. I was not having fun anymore. I just wanted to go pout in the corner. Were you like at a Super Bowl party with a lot of people? I mean, there's probably like seven or eight people, you know, just friends, just, you know, watching the game, you know, all in good fun. And everybody was cheering for Atlanta, obviously, because, you know, Patriots, like whatever. Because they're good Americans. Yes, exactly. So (laughs) in that moment, I knew it was over and I was just so sad. I was so sad. It was just a sad scene. You know, normally throughout the year, I'm a Bengals fan. So, like, I'm just used to, like, having, you know, it right in your clutches and then complete shenanigans erupt. And there's, you have nowhere to point or nowhere to look. And you're just like, well, that just happened again. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, last year in the playoffs, you had that Bengals loss to Pittsburgh. Ugh. Uh, the Bengals were my preseason pick this year to win the Super Bowl. That obviously did not work out well. Yeah, <laughs> I, involved. No, it did not. We were terrible, <laughs> terrible. What's your take on your coach? Uh, they should have fired Marvin Lewis years ago. Like I don't know what kind of voodoo magic he has over um, you know the owners, but he should have been fired years ago. And I don't understand how he's still there. All right. Well, Emily, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, congratulations on your second place finish. Uh, you, you still made a little money, so hopefully uh, you didn't have to return the uh, entirety of whatever it is you bought with that money. Oh, no, I'm keeping it. It's Good fine. luck uh, to your Bengals and uh, to your picks next year. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thanks and, for uh, having thanks for me. It was, thanks. It was a lot of fun. If Mario Andretti advances far in our field of 64, we might have to bring you on to uh, give a persuasive argument for him. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. I can do that. All right. Thanks so much. All right. Uh, um, then we come to wrestling. Uh, wrestling. Hulk Hogan, The Rock, Stone Cold Steve Austin. They're all no's, but it was fun to talk about them. Uh, we put in Lance Armstrong. Obvious, yes. He's a weird guy to have on the list. I don't know if how he could beat anybody, but um, he's there. He's almost the opposite of like if well, if you're putting Jackie Robinson on the list, how are you putting Lance Armstrong on the list? I mean, I don't understand that. Lance yeah, Armstrong. Everyone else the greatest ever his sport by Lance Armstrong's the greatest ever in his sport by a massive margin. Yeah, I don't think anyone considers that because it's positive and negative. But everybody cheats in that sport. It's true. It's really boring. Right. I feel like you should have to cheat. Uh, skateboarding, Tony Hawk, he's got to be there. We had him in. Poker, we had Phil Ivey and Doyle Brunson. We Please, discussed. not a sport. Not a sport, you said, so they didn't get in. Joey Chestnut, obviously eating is a sport. <laughs> oh obviously, he's the, he's the GOAT. Uh, I went through, we literally oh went God. through every year with Joey Chestnut versus Kobayashi for me to prove oh that he's like the best. We're not I, doing think, this I think he's going to no, make it. We're not but doing we're not doing it now. Okay, so the bottom line is, 
as we as we stand right now, we mm-hmm. have fifty five people as yeses. Maybe fifty six, which means we have eight or nine spots left. Yeah, and who are the people? The maybes. Yeah, the maybes are Hank Aaron, Honus Wagner, Stan Musial, Lou Gehrig, Mickey Mantle, Greg Maddox, Mike Trout, Bo Jackson, Shaq. You're going to write these out, right? Jackie Robinson. Jackie Robinson. I always tried to skip him. Brett Favre, Emmett Smith, Barry Sanders, Walter Payton, Anthony Munoz, Reggie White, Ray Lewis, Greg Luganis, Floyd Mayweather, Rocky Marciano, Jack Dempsey, Rayford Johnson, Roy Jones, Jack Johnson, Willie Pep, Al Order, Bob Matthias. Now, let's skip Order Matthias. Skip all the tracks. Oh, guys. good. They're done? They're done. Yeah, they're Order done. Matthias. You can put them in red. Put them let's put them in red. Arnold Palmer, Sam Snead, Bobby Jones. Billie Jean King and Althea Gibson. Billie Jean King and Althea Gibson. Bonnie Blair, A.J. Foyt, Jeff Gordon, Jimmy Johnson. And Joey and Chestnut. Joey. <laughs> the greatest of all. I mean, I think Joey Chestnut should win. He's better at eating than Tiger Woods is at golf. Okay, so I think what we're going to do when we post this podcast is you and I, but you have more followers on Twitter than I do, I think. We'll tweet out the full list of maybes, and people... Can either email us. They can. Tweet yeah, you have to figure out. Notes. I don't know how to do that. I'm bad at like that. Like the technical part of Twitter. Like you have to like make a like list make a that list. I can tweet, and then I'll tweet it. All out. right, I'll send it to you. Fine. And 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 listen, we're gonna listen to the, to to the fans. You tell us who from that list. Again, there's eight or nine open spots, so you can vote for as many of these guys as you, well. Don't vote for more than nine because that doesn't make any sense. But vote for as many of these guys as you want. Tell us which of these uh, guys and gals need to be on the list of the 64 greatest American athletes of all time. We'll compile the votes. We'll discuss it at the top of next week's podcast, and then I think next week we will uh, we'll, we'll randomize the 64 into the bracket of 64 and maybe get started that way. Sure. Yeah, it's 55, so we got nine spots available. Uh, yeah, and if you think there's a person who's on the maybe list who definitely shouldn't be on the list, that would be helpful for us also. Yeah. Like, yeah, oh, no, this, do not put on, you know, Rafer Johnson. I saw him fight Joey Chestnut, 18... not a sport. No, if anybody writes in and, and says, don't put Joey Chestnut on, then you're Team Chester, and I, I will not have that. <laughs> By the way, uh, speaking about somebody who's definitely not Team Keeve, although he's probably not Team Chester either, we oh, got wait. another review uh, on... Uh... Did we get our first bad review? Well, it, it... <laughs> he gave us five stars, so that's the positive side of things. What did he say? You want to hear the negative side of things? Yeah. <laughs> All right, so the, the subject of his review is... Oh, wait, now it's gone. I saw it earlier today. Has he deleted our, his review? We have a hater, but not a hater with any courage. Oh, mediocre. I see. It says mediocre five stars. Yeah. So eh. if that person is who I think he is based on his, his name, that's a person whose alma mater you had trashed as a terrible school simply by virtue of the fact that Woody Johnson went there. Oh, so may I apologize. <laughs> so, yeah, you trashed his, his alma mater, and then he got back at us by trashing our podcast. By the way, I'm on his side. <laughs> In any fight between, uh, well, uh, pockets is and, I, we're striving for mediocrity. I don't, I don't. Think yeah, well, that's the thing. He was trying to insult us by call, like, calling us mediocre. I think we take mm. it as a compliment. No, huge compliment. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah give us five star ratings, people. Yeah. Even if you say that we're mediocre. All right. So this was like the thirty-five minute version of a six and a half hour podcast from last week. Yeah. Sorry, you guys missed it. I'm uh, sorry you, know, you missed you my had... joke. I wish. Uh, by the way, Chester, if you want to go back and listen, because I have my audio. In case people I, uh, think it was my fault, is. 100% Chester's fault. Yeah, your audio file actually worked this time. So what you wanted me to do is go back, just like I did when you, eight minutes of your audio was lost that one yes. time. and I went. People love that. People really yeah. like that. You wanted me to go recreate an hour and a half of me retroactively arguing with you. <laughs> Which, if it, did, if it wouldn't have taken like seven hours to do, it would, have been like, it would have been so much work in terms of time and technology. I would have actually done it because it, it would be pretty funny, I think, but uh, too much effort. 
So, yeah, we do have the file of your audio. So I, I could just, like, upload, like, just that audio file. And people no, nobody would it. care about that. But if you want to listen to it and well, find saying, my joke. Wants to li- well, if somebody else wants to listen to it and find your Nobody wants to listen to it. But, the, yeah, I, yeah it was, it, there was some good lines there. All right. We probably said something okay. that would have gotten us uh, kicked off iTunes or something. Yeah. All right, this was such a blast. I mean, we can't get Milo Yapanopoulos, uh, the Nazi guy, is apparently on Adam Carolla's podcast every week. So it's very hard to get kicked off. Hey, hey, get, get, we're, we're, we're podcast one family. <laughs> we, we are? Well, with Adam Carolla, we are. Why? He's, what do you mean? Uh, the, my podcast is on podcast one. Not this oh, one. Oh, the Sapa podcast? Yeah, yeah, sure. Oh, really? Oh, you're a fil- Oh. So when you go to like your holiday party, you're going to see Milo. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, when, we, when I get invited to the <laughs> take, podcast take, one. Take your yarmulke off. That's a word of advice. <laughs> no. All right, bye-bye. Bye. And Milo's still again. Uh, the whole week of family. Uh, bye-bye. Waiting to be rich. Rip it to pieces. What do we sing Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.